Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. I am so excited to share these candles with you guys. If you've ever watched my stories, you know I'm constantly burning smiles and light candles. I cannot get through a podcast editing session without my lighted up Bryce candle. It smells incredible. They're soy blend candles that are literal perfection. They have a wood wick, they smell amazing for the entire life of the candle, and they're freaking huge. 12 full ounces. They last forever and I cannot stop buying more. They're hand blended and poured by Molly over at Molly Smiles Reads and she has a wide variety of fandoms and scents. She has everything from Little Women to SJM to all of your favorite indie authors. So fill your house with the smells of your ultimate book boyfriend or ultimate book girlfriend and check out her candles over at smilesandlight.com and use my code bookishbanter10 to save. Hello, how's everyone doing? Good. How are you? (laughs) I am great. I have some fun guests on today. We got like a whole heap of people. (laughs) <laughs> so I have a co-host on today, Shay, who has been on a few episodes. So she's going to help me answer questions and ask our new favorite author. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Shay. I don't know. I have a book talk account. It's Shay Alexa BK. Give me a follow. Just kidding. Don't. It's probably disappointing, but I'm happy to be here. I'm not a new Julie Soto fan. I'm an old school Julie Soto fan. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to clarify what Tatiana incorrectly we want, we labeled want the me respect. as. Yes. That's yeah. right. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, T. <laughs> Julie, if you want to introduce yourself. Yes, I'm Julie. I can already tell that this is going to be wild. Yep. <laughs> well, absolutely. Like yeah. in the best way. And yes. like I'm heavily caffeinated too. So That's it's right. going to be grand. I'm Julie Soto. I wrote Forget Me Not, which came out uh, this past July. And I believe we're going to talk about my fan fiction too. So I'm a fan fiction writer. Loves Bitka 8. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm like dying. <laughs> What I meant to say was like new guest, favorite author. That's what I meant to say. So, <laughs> okay, very, thank very you for excited. clarifying. <laughs> yeah, bye, bye, Ben. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm also nervous. We're very chaotic. Okay, I so we'll it. start off with our token questions and I will start with the first one. And that is, what is your favorite standalone book? So, I don't know. <laughs> I know that you said so a lot of pressure. ahead of time. <laughs> I feel like I want to, I, I feel like the love hypothesis is is a fave. Allie great is a fave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great choice. Great choice. <laughs> that yeah, tracks and one. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> We're big Allie fans here. So you're good. Yeah. Love her. We love her. We're in a safe Allie space. That's correct. She's been correct. She's like the one guest that's been on multiple times. So <laughs> God bless. Yeah. yeah. Love her. Love her. Okay. Perfect. So next question is what is your favorite series? So I feel like this is where I got Cause I would have said like one of my favorite books is pride and protest by Nikki Payne, but I feel like oh, that falls so into good. series now because yes. her, and I guess like, cause I don't read a lot of romance series mm-hmm. necessarily. So like now that like I'm getting more into the books that take the, the side characters and the book two is about them, I guess that's a series. That's so right. <laughs> look at me, I'm learning. I think I'd say that, I don't know what she's calling that series, but the I feel like it's something sisters maybe, or I'm maybe I'm thinking of something else. But Nikki yeah. Payne's Pride and Protest and her new one is Sex Lies and Sensibility, which I'm starting next week because I have an early copy. Ah, 
<laughs> oh my God, I'm so jealous. Uh, I love her. I know. So I think that's my favorite series. I think she does. I see. I haven't even read book two and I know it's my favorite series. Like that's how, how, that's right. how confident I am in, in her based on book one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Like when I feel like when you're in a romance space to like find a series that follows the same two characters, like the whole time without yeah. like having some kind of fantasy element yeah. to it, like contemporary romance is like, oh, yeah. It's a series, but it's all like interconnected standalones, which I love that. But it is really hard to kind of find one that's all about the same characters. Yeah. Hey, I mean, there's there's always Fifty Shades of Grey. That's right. There's <laughs> it. It's it exists. <laughs> it's it's something. It's something that's <laughs> out there. Yeah. Okay. So next question is, who's your ultimate book boyfriend? Hasbrecker. End of oh, end of. Yeah. <laughs> and by that, I mean like. <laughs> What yep. a terrible boyfriend he would be. Full stop. <laughs> but my uh, definitely my comfort character. I love that. That's yeah. Oh my god, we're in really good company. <laughs> yeah, it's all of, this is a great combination of choices. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we're like speechless. I'm like, wow, Kaz. I never even. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, where's your Kaz sweatshirt, Tatiana? Yeah, I is do. It? I have one that says <laughs> Kazzle Dazzle, and it's like Freddie Carter. I bought the same one. Yes. And I wore it to meet them. I, oh I went God. to the I went to the 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 Shadow and Bone Comic Con thing they have in Paris, and I wore it to meet them. And I have a picture. I'll. Oh my God! And that so I, is the I best had thing everyone. I had everyone Kazzle dazzle and like Archie. Archie was hilarious because he didn't get it, but he was happy to be there. He was like, <laughs> that, "That tracks. That sounds exactly right. Yeah, yeah. actually makes little sense." Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it was I'm just serious. the highlight of my life to watch like Danielle. Gallagher be like Galligan be like gazzle dazzle <laughs> like you coined that phrase ma'am I know oh, oh my god that's so glorious. cool that's amazing that cool I love story. that I have the yeah, same switch really. yes yeah as soon as it went for sale I was like well I, I mean I there's, there's no choice I have to buy it I bought it immediately because I was I was leaving in two like in three weeks for mm. Paris and I was like yes please get it to me in time that's because, correct yeah <laughs> we'll pay for rush shipping I need I this is a requirement yes oh my, oh my god, god I love it that is amazing that's so great yeah that's perfect yeah. I love it <laughs> okay so in contrast to that who's your ultimate book girlfriend I guess it's got to be a neige. it's like we got to keep oh, the party going it's I'm right. such a canish slut but oh, she's it's, so amazing yeah. Yeah, she's the best. I love her mm -hmm. money at any point in time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. seriously. I know. I feel like that. I know. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in your writing process? Yeah, grew up in theater. So I've been doing performing and I wouldn't even say stage managing, but like theater production for all of my life, really. And uh, I went to college for theater. I minored in creative writing. And at the time, I, d I wasn't minoring, minoring in creative writing for playwriting, which seems like it should have been the obvious <laughs> juxtaposition. <laughs> but I did start playwriting at that time. So playwriting and writing lyrics for musicals. So I started working on a musical with my friends. And after about working on it for like six, six years or something, we started taking it around to the festival circuit. So we went to the LA Fringe Festival, the New York Fringe Festival, the New York New Musical Festival, and we won awards there and just like, just a, just a great time. But I started writing fan fiction around that time too. And it was like, I started writing fan fiction. I'd been reading Harry Potter fan fiction since 
like, you know, I was too young to be reading Harry Potter fiction and not to date myself, but like there was one family computer and you had to make sure mom and dad weren't asking what website you were on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm right there in that date with you, Julie. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're clearly 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically I've been reading Harry Potter fan fiction for forever. And I'd been doing, I've been reading tons of fandoms. Like as soon as, you know, like I start watching once upon a time and I'm like, Oh, where's the fanfic for this? You know? And then just like AO3 archive of our own is such a, a wellspring. So I basically, I started writing fan fiction when I would just couldn't get like an idea out of my head. And I really, I was like, well, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but I'm saying that I haven't seen it. It's kind of the same reason you write a book, you know, it's like not saying that no one's done this trope or no one's done this plot, but like, no one's done it the way that I think I could do it. So I started writing and posting and I got a lot of confidence from that because I had a lot of really good response from the Harry Potter community online, which I should state for the record, very much does not agree generally with JKR. But, you know, we've reclaimed the fandom as our own. That's exactly right. I'm really yeah. glad you said that yeah. it's very and true. <laughs> it's very true. I remember the day that everything started to break down people just started asking me like, how are you, how are you going to move forward? And I just started posting the Captain Phillips meme. I'm like, I am the captain now. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know, like, listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. That's right. (laughs) Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, It's my Harry Potter now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So anyways, I was having a blast in fan fiction, but it's definitely a, um, it's a beautiful place to hide, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I remember coming out to my parents, like I was coming out of the closet, Yeah, you know, like, because it feels similar in a way of like, you're about to explain something to your parents that they're not going to understand. Right. And it's going to take them time to get the terminology right. And, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm not comparing, I'm not comparing like the experience is absolutely not the same, but like, yeah. that's it, w- it felt like coming out of the closet, but I had to tell them because I, I was so successful and like, Mm -hmm. I wanted them to know, like when I say I can't come to dinner because I have a chapter due, (laughs) you know, like I, or like, I'm just, I've been writing and they're like, what are you writing? And I'm like, I can't tell you for you. So yeah, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't wouldn't understand. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So yeah. So I basically, I was writing fan fiction right around the pandemic was when I was thinking about starting to take one of my fanfics and turn it into an original novel. I was, you know, influenced by Allie, who she and I were friends before publishing. We're, we're friends in that. fandom. And she she was the one who said, you should take this fan fiction, this exact one, pull it down and start to work on it. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, the pandemic happened. And I was like, this is a great time to work on this. Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very free. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It's great. Yeah. So I started uh, working on that. That was a Raylo fan fiction that that was called The Food of Love. And basically I was, wor- I worked on it. I edited it for, edited it. That's yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite <laughs> words. Every time edited I say it. that, every time. Edited yeah. it. <laughs> There's always one more D or T. It, it just always slips in for some reason. Yep. For about a year. And then I started querying it, which is when you send it out to agents. And I did that for about six months. I was ready to work on my next project. And finally I queried 
Kate Goldbeck's agent, Kate Goldbeck, who is the author of You Again, which just came out. And her agent had found her through Raylo fan fiction. So when I sent my book in, Gaia, our agent, says, I know exactly what this is. Give me a day to refresh my memory. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> So she she gave me notes on it, gave me a basically a revise and resubmit. And so I did that quickly and sent it back in and she offered me representation. But she said, I am pregnant and going on maternity leave. Okay. So and because she's in the UK, she gets six months to a year. That's right. <laughs> the best yeah. for her. Honestly. I was yeah. like, I was like, congratulations. Yeah, and so she was like, so we can like try to push this out in a month or we can do it in six months mm-hmm. in January 2022. And I was like, that sucks. But she was <laughs> she was very kind. She said all of this up front and said, don't sign with me if that's not something you're yeah. interested in, you know. And so I said, let's wait. And maybe in the meantime, I'll start on my second book idea mm-hmm. because like I said I was already ready to start working on it anyways and she had to remind me that like you know I was supposed to share my second book idea with her <laughs> my agent and so I started telling her the plot of forget me not and I saw her eyes like sparkle <laughs> and she says I don't care if I'm nursing you can send me that as soon yeah. as it's done so I went into writing forget me not with a lot of confidence in that way and also like I feel like when you've queried a book for six months Mm -hmm. and got 40 rejections like I did, you're just not super pleased about sending it straight back out into the world again. So I was very motivated to finish Forget Me Not before she got back from maternity leave. So I gave that to her actually like the day after Christmas. And I was like, read it whenever and she gets back in like two days. We turn around edits real quick and like she's ready to go out by like the second week of January with it. Everything about it felt really great from like the agent being like, this sounds like a good book that not only I want to read, but I want to sell. And then into like having few edits and and just things like that. So everything was a very magical and strange experience with Forget Me Not. And I say that because it shan't happen again. So (laughs) and we sold within like two weeks, which is also very rare. And thankfully now that first book is now my book two coming out this summer, July, 2024. That was kind of my process of like going from theater to like introversion, the introversion of novel writing and like not with theater, you collaborate every step of the way. There's no like, I'm going to sit in my room and write this for three months. There's like, usually you have to talk to other people and work out the script with them in its initial stages. And then eventually it needs to get on its feet. And that's just not something that 2020 could could provide. So I think everything kind of twisted in a new direction at right at just the right time. Yeah, I love that. You've had quite the career and you've had to pivot quite a few times. And I love that. And yeah. it's, it's so cool to see your journey go from like doing something you really, really love and then being able to take that and make, you know, a career out of it and share it with so many people and like do all those sorts of things. Your querying process seems like it went very smoothly and very quickly other than the maternity yeah. leave thing. <laughs> yeah. The that. sending it out. Yeah. yeah. Querying itself was about normal with yeah. like the six months of like rejections, but Horrible. the, yeah. but like the <sighs> submission section of like sending it out, I was glad that at least there was like the yeah. the balance of quickness over on that side. 
No, I love that. That is awesome. It's yeah. Forget me not is so good. I absolutely love it. It is like phenomenal. And I really like that you went and did the dual like timeline type of thing. I think that adds like a really unique element to it. And it's like, it's to me so different from like your fan fiction and the kind of writing style there. So I guess my question for you is what was the inspiration for the auction and kind of these darker themes, you know, a little bit about your transition into contemporary? Yeah. So I would say that my first fan fiction was a little bit more rom-commy. That was the right thing to do, which is part one of the series. You know, it has some darkness for sure. Mm -hmm. Like there's still some like darker elements. It's not super light, but there's some levity and it's, it's about falling in love. It's not about war. And I introduced a concept in the right thing to do that was basically just part of backstory and just part of like why characters did the things they did and it was essentially the plot of the auction which is the idea that like if harry had died in the battle of hogwarts then things would have been much different so it's like we were living in the good timeline but draco had an idea of what the bad timeline would have been and so i had a lot of people saying like i would love for you to write that you should write the bad timeline that's great and so it's gotten so much more popularity right now because a lot of people are discovering Manacled for the first time, which is an excellent Draco and Hermione story by Sinlin Yu, who is also in the Dramione fandom. So a lot of people are like coming at Manacled completely out of context right now. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Godspeed, besties. <laughs> like, they're they're like... adoring it, which I think is great. I, or, I mean, like, I hope I hope no one's attacking Sen, but she also has such a thick skin. She'll be fine. What some people who are newer to Dramione may not know is that like there have been Harry dies in the Battle of Hogwarts stories for 25 years mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. as Forever. long as fan fiction has existed he dies mm-hmm. in book four he dies in the triwizard tournament mm-hmm. what does that look like you know like there have been these stories forever so like the idea that like dark fiction is new in harry mm-hmm. potter is like is not correct so when people were saying you should write the dark version of it like i knew there was a place for it in that fandom because I'd read that many times. And, you know, also like it's a, it's a book series where there is a war, there are battles in the canon. So it's not impossible to imagine what, what things could have happened differently or how things would, what, what the in-between battles could have looked like. I wasn't planning on writing the auction, which again is the dark version of my, happy little (laughs) rom-com in comparison (laughs) but I just started people were saying you should write the auction while I was still finishing the first two in the happy universe and I was like you know what I think I probably could like I, I started getting ideas for it I figured out how I would do certain plot beats and there was even fun things where people would be like I I would love to see see how this exact scene plays out in the auction Mm -hmm. and I would think about it and I'd be like I just because you said that I would do it completely different like you like (laughs) like specifically this is only a spoiler for chapter five of the auction but like people would say like I would love to see the actual scene where Hermione realizes that Draco buys her at auction and I was like or he doesn't 
<laughs> like that's that's the that's the concept of the entire <laughs> fic is that he there is an auction and he buys her at auction. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Black but twist. what actually what how I you just got me to write this because the idea is that you're mm -hmm. going in assuming that that's the plot and the plot actually hinges on the fact that he lost the bid and had to find another way to get her. So anyways, that's a very out of context line, by the way. So if you have not read the auction or any, <laughs> yeah, dramatically, <laughs> please know that it is not a uh, sexual deviance that is driving Draco to want to purchase her at a human auction. Yeah, that's but a good clarification fact, probably for people that don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> Perhaps a heart of gold you haven't realized he has. That's right. So just a clarification. So basically writing the auction, I would say that was more so the diversion for me. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. I like, I, I kind of like to say like a little bit of meat on the bones when it comes to like romances and rom-coms. Like I like a little bit darker sides of things that you can't really do a lot in traditional publishing. But doing like a full fantasy battle series battle fic like the auction which was like 325,000 words of like <laughs> run hide <laughs> you know was I would say that was more out of character for me and I don't have people have said like are you going to be writing are you going to ever take the auction and turn it into a book and I said absolutely not but like it's just too difficult and even then I don't think I would create a new fantasy. Mm -hmm. I don't have plans to write in fantasy right now, even though I liked what I did with the auction. Yeah. So I guess changing to kind of finding the door into publishing with contemporary romance, when I was writing Raylo fan fiction, which is from Star Wars, Ray and Kylo Ren, those are definitely. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> What? We chased Kylo around the entirety of the Disney World Disneyland Park two months ago. Thrown so. out because like people have gotten thrown out for saying He's close. Like, force choke me, Daddy, and like that's right. Um, well, <laughs> well, <you see. laughs> that we'll go back that later. Circle <laughs> back. <Yeah>. It. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> Uh -huh. uh, I believe that exact phrase was uttered uh, several times, it was, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was, in fact, it left <laughs> yeah. the lips. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. We were quiet about it, but it did happen. Yeah. Were we, were we no. quiet? <laughs> I mean, hey, they sell alcohol in that section of the park. I don't know That's what right. they're asking for. My fault. Yeah. Not my fault. It's not my fault you're getting me drunk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so my Raylo fix. It's way more common in Raylo to take it out of a galaxy far, far away and put it into a coffee shop, you know, and like, and put it, they meet at university. They meet at Stanford while she's working in a STEM lab and he's grumpy Adam Carlson. And, That's you right. know, like, <laughs> it's so much more common to take it out of the force and the galaxy mm -hmm. and put it into just our world with a, with a spin on things. So in that way, when I was writing Raylo, the Raylo things that I write lend themselves so much more to contemporary romance. And that's what book two, Not Another Love Song, was definitely way more geared towards was a contemporary romance overall. So I'd say that's the, that's kind of the difference. Some of my, I, I'm going to 
hopefully start writing YA thrillers soon. And I think those are going to be a little closer to the the Harry Potter Ooh. fan fiction that I write more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it's like, it's, yeah. Love yeah, that. yeah. My like contemporary romances will feel more like my Raylo fix. And mm-hmm. then my YA thrillers will have a little bit more of like the, the dark edges, the sharp edges of the, yeah. of the Dramione that I write. Do you think that you would ever write an adult dark romance? Like maybe not dark, dark, or maybe dark, dark. I mean, you can certainly do it extremely well, but do you think Thank you would you. ever do that in like a full length published novel? I don't have any ideas for it. I feel like I would dabble with fantasy before, like dabble with that in fantasy before I do contemporary, contemporary, non-magical dark romance. Yeah, I don't read a lot of them either is the thing. So I, 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 I can't even name, like, I can't even compare what I would, what they, those have done worth versus like what I would do. So it's like, I don't have the, I don't have the information in my brain to like, to create, you know? I mean, you wrote like the best dark romance. That's why like, I, I'm, and that's for real. Like yeah. it's truly <laughs> one of the best dark romances I've ever read. And I read dark romance constantly. Yeah. Like yeah. I, mean, I have, 38 copies of Haunting Adeline. So like, (laughs) literally, probably. So I don't know. But it's like, it's like one of my favorite dark romances. That's I'm like, oh, man, I think that the YA thriller, I'm very interested in that. That's freaking awesome. Keep your fingers crossed. We're, uh, we're going out with it soon. I'm like, in the middle of the last round of edits right now. And then we're going out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like YA thrillers is like, a really good and underrated genre because it's like I was talking about this the other day with someone else saying like regular thrillers like adult there's always this like element of like addiction or like childhood mm-hmm. trauma or something like that and it's like why so like can't be in fun with also yeah. like you're saying having the sharp edges and you're not having to be like this is so emotionally draining <laughs> yeah well what I love about YA in general is that for teenagers and young adults mm-hmm. like it is already life or death yeah like every decision is life or death and then you add life or death on top of it and That's it's right. like and, and and the whole thing feels very tense it feels like there's a string yeah that you've pulled really tight so I love Karen McManus and Kara Thomas and Holly Jackson and like those series and things like that so I'll be trying to join their ranks <laughs> <laughs> Callan Barron just released this year a really good one too. You're not supposed to die tonight. It's a YA thriller, and it's like mm. it's like a slasher fic thrill YA thriller. It's really really cool. The audio was great. I mean, I love her. She also writes great fantasy. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's very good. Are you gonna write under a different pen name for the YA thrillers? Or just I don't want to. I've heard I've heard conflicting, you know, mm-hmm. thoughts schools of thought i have heard not firsthand so i shan't be <laughs> i shan't say that i know v.e schwab yeah. but i've heard v.e schwab say what's the point mm-hmm. you know like she, she did it and she was like what's the point really and also my musical was actually a ya musical and it was written under julie soto yeah so it's like it's like it's kind of i have you know there's a there's a name a name recognition yeah you have <laughs> there is yeah yeah, yeah. 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 you're yeah. right there absolutely yeah. is i you know like we we do marketing or for a good girls pr and we 
<laughs> plug. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Little> plug. <laughs> <laughs> For girlspr.com. And no, I'm just kidding. But we we talked to a lot of authors about this and we're like, you have a following and you should leverage it into any other genre you want to do. Like not not everyone reads just one genre. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you have the name recognition, which you certainly do, I would yeah. feel like you would want, I mean, Talia Hibbert, Nisha Sharma, they mm-hmm. all do it. They write adult NYA and they don't, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. do it. I think yeah. it's valuable. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, unless, see my, if I was writing uh, YA, young YA, Mm -hmm. like 13 year olds, 14 year olds, you know, then like, I could see them being like, we would, we would prefer not to tie your spicy romances to, to this, Yeah, but I'm writing 17, 16, 17 year olds who have sex, who do drugs, who, you know, yeah, (laughs) but I, you know, I won't, I won't be writing sex scenes in those books unless they allow me to, but you know, (laughs) I, I won't, I won't be planning I won't be going in saying this sex scene stays like I'm not even going to write one, you know, like like, if I find the right editor and like, you know, book two rolls around, they're like, I think we can uh, take the pants off, you know, like then we'll, then we'll see. But (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. So what is your debut publishing journey kind of been like for you versus, you know, fanfic where you're publishing, you know, chapter by chapter and all that kind of stuff. And you have like instant feedback. What's it kind of been like for you transitioning into traditional publishing and the timeline being really, you know, extended? Yeah, it is called depression. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's. uh, (laughs) I mean... The thing about fan fiction is that it is instant gratification no matter which way you slice it. Mm-hmm. Like the only payment you get as an author is the feedback. Mm-hmm. Like bless anyone who says they're writing their fanfic just to like get it out of their system and get it done. I don't even care if people like it. Like I don't, you must be so mentally well. Like <laughs> I'm so congr- happy for you. and like? not at all jealous. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Like I just don't believe it. That's uh, so, so <laughs> I would say that like, like with fan fiction, the reason you're writing is to get feedback mm-hmm. and like, why, why would I write chapter two if no one gave me feedback on chapter one? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and you can get, you can get into that slump if you're a newer writer. And so that's why it's always great to, you know, it was hard because I stopped reading fan fiction when I started writing it because I didn't want to, you start cannibalizing uh, all the things you've read, you know, Mm. I've seen so many people, if you know my fan fictions, I created a house elf named Mippy. Mippy has her own life in Dramione, like Fanon now, like Mippy pops up in other stories. I'm like, this is not a canon character. Please at least say that you inspire. I was inspired. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's fine. I have no I have no right to like come into your space and be like, you should credit me for But we Mippy. will do that for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But you it. know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure I've done that before, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I yeah. It, it, and like, you just, you cannibalize all yeah, the, yeah. the good things out there. And it's the same way when you read, if you read like 10 books a month mm-hmm. and you, the everything blurs together, but you know, you liked totally. it, you know, yeah. it's the same thing. And like, what if I was, doing that while trying to write my own book you just start to chase your own tail after a while so I stopped reading fanfic when I was heavily heavily writing it I'll read another fandoms yeah but so anyways my point was that 
fan fiction is such instant gratification. You can post a chapter and have emails sent. You can have comments sent directly to your email. Like you can just leave your email box open and like serotonin will ping you. (laughs) So it's like, it's such a different process. And the idea of like, writing an entire book and and then sending it to probably your agent first or if you're querying that was so much harder to wait and so it kind of comes down to like finding your band of cheerleaders and your community Mm -hmm. and like I had like probably like five or six people read the first 50 to 60 pages of forget-me-not just to like it, it in retrospect I truly wanted them to tell me I was pretty you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, just tell me I look pretty today. Right. Um, you know, but like, but I like lied and I was like, tell me if you're drawn to the characters, you know, yeah. but I stopped doing that after that book or the next book. You just, you kind of, you come into the new flow of how you work and maybe you do need people to tell you that you're pretty and that's totally fine and normal. But at a certain point, some people will like, just say, I got to write the draft. I don't actually care. The person who has to tell me if it's pretty is my editor and they need it tomorrow, you know? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's very fair. Yeah. I bet I mean, it would be really hard to kind of go from, like you're saying, the serotonin instant gratification to then being like, okay, I'm not going to hear back from anyone until a year after I've already written this. Yeah. It's, it's gone through publishing and all that kind of stuff. It's insane. I have yeah. my, I'm okay. I'm very in the headset of the YA thriller, but yeah. like I wrote it, I, I like, well, it's been in my head for over 12 years, but like finally sat down and wrote it three, three years ago, finished mm-hmm. writing it three years ago. And so now like I like edit it once every year just to kind of like revisit it kind of. And now we're finally going out with it. But like, I'm just like, <laughs> I, is it pretty? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I care. Get it off my desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you would be in that point too. Cause it's like, you when you know forget me not came out you were probably heavy into edits into your other book that's coming out next year and then yeah you're like working on all these other projects and you're like I love you I care about you but at, right now I don't care <laughs> like it's yeah, so, I've yeah. forgotten what's in it and I don't even know what I'm supposed to be loving right now <laughs> yeah it's like this it's the it's the like ball rolling down the hill gathering more like dirt and becoming yeah. bigger and bigger yeah 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 and you're like wait what oh yeah that <laughs> yeah. one for sure yeah okay where am I who yeah. are you people? Yeah. <laughs> what year is it? That's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So is your writing process different from, you know, writing this contemporary romance for these traditional published books? Is your writing process different than it was with fanfic or, you know, do you do outlining? Are you just kind of going for it? That kind of thing? Is is that process different? Yeah, it's extremely different. And it's it's kind of turning out to be book by book. I would say that like, I still like to, I always, I always like to know the ending before I begin. So I, I didn't, that's why it took me like a year and a half to even start writing the auction because I wanted to know how it ended. And that was back when I thought it was going to be like 15 chapters. (laughs) What a cute, what a cute thought. What a cute idea. So I love that. Yeah. uh, It was 41 chapters. 30, 325,000 words. So a novella, um, a novella basically. Yeah. yeah. In fan fiction standards. That's true. Yeah. So I would say that I always like to know the ending and I like to know, I like to know like the major plot beats. Like if you, uh, if you know the, 
whether it's like a, a structure system for Save the Cat, which is a structure system or a or romancing the beat which is another structure system like i like to either follow one of those and and know the big beats before i begin so with fanfic i remember i think i started the right thing to do without quite knowing i knew where it was going but i swerved several times getting there because you just write it and you'd post it and then you're like well i guess we're going that way <laughs> And so now with, I knew, I knew the ending of Forget Me Not while, before I started writing and things, things kind of unraveled as I wrote, but generally I'd say, I'd say my process is similar, but at the same time with fan fiction, you, you don't follow, you, you, you allow yourself to veer completely off course and come back to it, which is such a different experience than you can totally write a novel that way, but I hate editing so much that like it makes me mad when I'm not right on the first try. So it's like I've been watching Jesse uh, Sutano. Sutano. Now I have to Jesse Q Sutanto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure Vera Wong and uh, oh yeah, one. I just saw this. <laughs> I just saw this on the Tiki Takis. Yeah. yeah. People are talking about it. So she read she wrote Dial A for Aunties and Vera That's Wong's right. Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. And she is writing her second Vera Wong book right now. Apparently she writes her book in 35 days. And like it is her entire process to do this. Yeah, I saw you both just go. Um, she, she do what? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm so happy for her. Oh yeah. my God. And it's like a 500 page book. Yeah. It's so she she writes 2000 words a day, which wow. is extremely ambitious, but it's a system that works for her. And so she is blogging her entire drafting phase right now. I know. So if you're interested in like, yeah, feeling crappy about yourself. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Q. Sutanto is a. Uh, it, she's putting it on her Instagram. It might be on TikTok too, but so it's just fascinating to watch like how she does things and she like stays on course of her outline or else like if it veers off, then she's like, there goes a day, you know? And for her, when she says I'm They're writing it in 35 days. Yeah. So I would say, I would say it still varies for me. There's another book that I started writing that I know how it ends, but I've allowed myself to like, just completely meander. <laughs> just like, I, like I threw a plot twist in there at one point. I was like, Wow this will be fun. <laughs> I love this like, idea for me. I love yeah. this idea for me. And, oh my gosh. I am like, so creative. <laughs> I am so cool. You guys. Yeah. It was just such a wild. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't that be interesting? And like, I followed it and I was like, yeah, I think it is kind of interesting. So it's like, oh, I, I'll have to edit that book probably a little bit more, but at the same time, I didn't have anything in the middle of the book. Like mm -hmm. I had no plot structure ready. So I'm like, maybe that's the plot structure that's in the right. middle of the book. So I would say it's like, yes and no. My process has always been to know the ending and to know like one out, like two out of the four major plot beats before I begin. But the auction specifically was incredibly structured. Raven Maiden and Saint Dionysus were my fandom betas, which is a, a beta reader. Um, and they, Raven Maiden in, uh, specifically was in charge of like, sometimes she would like start from the beginning and just read until the next chapter. She's probably read it like 
over a hundred times because she would like, when I would be done with the chapter, she would like read from the beginning through the new chapter and be like, okay, so here are the plot holes that are still outstanding. So it was just like, there was a, it was heavily outlined and that was very stifling, Mm -hmm. but I truly believe that there is not a single plot hole in the auction. And if, if you think you found one, then that was me as a writer, not, not acknowledge, not, not fully detailing how there's not a plot hole. Yeah. You know, like, like there's not a plot hole, but I could re-explain to you why there's not a plot hole. And that's, that's on me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And at the end, because it was a war epic, Mm -hmm. you know, it just needed it needed to be tied up tight. Yeah. I, that is like the one, well, there's many things that I love, but that is like (laughs) my top thing that I love between all three of your, of that series is that there's so many moments where it's like, oof, like if you've read the other ones, you get it. And like, you know, if you kind of go back and forth and it's like that, that to me is like so cool. And I love how you did it. So I was really curious if it's like different writing style, you know, when you have a chance to kind of go back and edit, because you clearly are very good at at connecting all the dots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I, I prefer now having the whole thing written mm-hmm. and going back and and finding the places to to clarify those lines or to connect like I prefer like I went back and I, I haven't had a posted a new Dramayani fanfic this summer and like it was only 10 chapters but it was like it wasn't it wasn't like I didn't hate it but sometimes it was like pulling teeth because I was like I uh, I like I should have I should have I should have stated this more clearly in chapter one but chapter one went up four weeks ago <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know we're already moving about. yeah exactly and now I have to like do a summary at the top of chapter five just to make sure that people remember shit you know that's, right. <laughs> yeah. that's on them honestly exactly shouldn't you you should reread everything before you start the next chapter like Mar does yeah that's right <laughs> That's your responsibility as a yeah, fan. <laughs> clearly. I mean, to be yeah. fair, in fan fiction, you do have to do that a lot if you don't get a chapter yeah. every two months. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you do have to do it. Who is this it's about him? <laughs> you have more problems than anyone if that's what you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. That's true. No, just like so I so I knew you had like a theme. I'm like, no, but oh, um no. I not really a question, just like I, I knew you had a theater background, but I didn't realize that you wrote musicals, which is actually makes total total sense because I think I have specifically described your writing as lyrical like multiple mm. times. And that actually totally makes sense to me. Cause the way that it flows, that yeah. Like I could totally Thank see you. it. And I didn't, yeah, it's really, I mean, that's like one of my favorite things about your writing. I feel like it's so lyric, like lyrically composed, if you will. And that's, mm. that makes total sense with your background. So that's really cool. I didn't know that you did that. Thank you. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even know how to be like, but of course I, I did it on <laughs> purpose, you know, like, <laughs> but like, uh, I think even just like studying Shakespeare for years and years yeah. and years lends to that. And like, I'll specifically know I'll like I've had I've had either like my fan fiction editors or my editors at for traditional publishing like try to get me to like cut a word or put a word somewhere else or like I there's been specific times where I'm like no but that sentence is in iambic so 
<laughs> like it's, oh my it's God. you know, like it's I currently <laughs> like I know that like only until the audiobook narrator gets here will someone care. But like it's the I, I want that weird word right there because the sentence is currently rhythmically, you know, in a pitter patter. <laughs> yeah, that also yeah. makes a lot of sense. I think that's yeah. also like I loved it so much. I think I well, I loved like the whole series, but I also have an English lit degree and studied British romantic and Shakespearean literature. Yeah. So I think that was also like, I was like, Oh, this feels, this feels like that. It, it, yeah. it definitely felt like that. So that's really, yeah. that's fascinating. Thank you. Yeah. I Very remember, cool. I remember I've, I've always loved Austin, but I was actually like studying Austin when I started writing fanfic. And I just remember her, the, you might remember it what it's called Shay, but the narration style she uses where it's third person, but you're like clearly in their head. Like it's omniscient. It's like yeah. the, the third person omniscient, but I think there's yeah. like another there's like word for what she does. Yeah. Specifically they like named it after her. And I just remember yeah. starting to write fan fiction that way. And I was always nervous that someone was going to be like, well, shouldn't this just be first person if you're going to, you know? And I was like, no, it's like, it's, it's yeah i'm trying to be jane austen okay <laughs> you wouldn't understand okay <laughs> you would understand germany jane austen okay get into I'm it i'm trying to be jane austen please. yeah the girls that get it get it the girls yeah <laughs> that's right the girly knows the girlies know the vibe yeah, yeah. i mean i because it's almost like a fourth wall but not really like yeah. a fourth wall yeah. break but not really so yeah that's real wait so what's your favorite austen i love asking people this question <laughs> i it's a tie between pride and prejudice and persuasion oh yeah. And cool. Forget Me Not is a persuasion adaptation mm-hmm. is like definitely how I like phrased it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually thought for a while that they were going to like push it as a persuasion adaptation. And mm-hmm. like when the Dakota Johnson persuasion movie came out, I was like, should we, should we center the, the book announcement around that? And they, they were like, no, no, no we're <laughs> it, like, like you, we don't need to box you into being a Jane Austen adaptation i was like oh i would like to okay be, <laughs> i know i was like i mean oh. it's actually a really good marketing plan <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I probably would have done that <laughs> i know so it was like but also a lot of people didn't like that adaptation yes. um so it's like well in in retrospect it's not like i would have like used clips from it to be like right. just like my book you know <laughs> but but there, like, is a tall, tattooed man, so it's different. <laughs> yeah, they seem yeah, different. Also, also yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Okay, so speaking really of the tall, it. what? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm just mumbling to myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of the tall, tattooed man, what made you decide to kind of write in the dual POV for Forget Me Not, and then also for you know all the right things? Yeah, that whole series. Like, what made you decide to kind of write from Draco's point of view and Elliot's? Yeah, I would say that. I would not have felt comfortable writing in Elliot's point of view if I hadn't written in Draco's point of view for all the wrong things and had people told tell me that it was done well or successfully mm-hmm. because I feel like I feel like it can I, I don't know I don't know if I would ever say that I've seen a male POV done poorly. Yeah. But I've but like sometimes it just doesn't click. You know, sometimes it's there there are times when you know it's clicking and it's working and I'm falling in love with this person because I'm in their POV. And then there's other times where I'm like, this is serviceable for the story, you know? And so I, for, 
for the right thing to do and all the wrong things, uh, the right thing to do is solely in Hermione's POV, uh, except for three sentences where we are outside of Hermione's POV. And I always thought that was very funny and I would never have let, let it slide if I, like three years <laughs> later, if anyone can find it, you'll get a prize. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and so basically then all the wrong things is in Draco's point of view. And truly I wrote all the wrong things because everyone wanted it. And I don't recommend that <laughs> because, because people expect that I will write 325,000 words of Draco's POV of the auction, which is a lot of murder and rape. And I'm not quite interested <laughs> in that. So so basically, I I wouldn't even say I succumbed to peer pressure, but it's more so that like I I agreed to like I, I found the joy in writing Draco's POV because I found the the joy came in doing the flashbacks and doing you know setting it up in a different structure than the right thing to do and being able to tell the same story but actually truly bringing in different insight into it instead of just writing the flip side someone else's pov and it was very fun in the last like the last quarter of all the wrong things to actually set up the auction and like see things that were truly going to assist setting up what you were going to see in the auction like specifically draco's relationship with luna and like thing things like that where you're just like that's that's like so glazed over in the auction and if you haven't read all three that's fine but like there's a there's a missing chunk here that's very that's very cool if you've read all three of them like you were saying so i wrote all the wrong things i wouldn't call it fan service but like it was like i agreed to do it because i think it would i thought it would be fun and the reason why I'm not doing Draco's P of the auction POV of the auction is because I do not think it will be fun. So <laughs> it's just, it's just, and I know, and I know that people would love it and they would read it and I would probably find a way to find joy from it. But mm -hmm. like, I'm at a different stage in my life now. Yeah. And uh, so when it came time to write Forget Me Not, I was doing basically because I knew it was a persuasion adaptation. And the thing that I always miss about persuasion or persuasion adaptations is that we don't see them fall in love. We just, you know, Anne Elliot gives us like a chapter of, he spent a summer by my side, you know, like yeah. he gives like, gives like just a hint of like, and we fell in love and it was glorious and I fucked it up. So I basically... <laughs> I basically <laughs> decided like, you know, I would like to show a lot more of the beginning uh, of them falling in love. And, and at the same time, I knew that Elliot was so grumpy and so grouchy. And on top of that, so was so, so rude to her in her POV. Like her, her POV is truly like, he will never love me again like this. I've truly ruined it. So he, he is so almost unprofessional in the way that he is rude to his wedding planner that he is the florist for that. I was like, well, we're not even going to like Elliot 
unless we get some Elliot POV. And so it was just, I'm glad that it came to me early on in writing to do, we want past chapters and we want Elliot POV chapters. Let's split it up like that. So it's Elliot in the POV, Elliot POVs for the past and Amma POVs for the present. And if that hadn't come to me early, I think it would have been a very long editing process to find that. <laughs> totally fair. I love that. I think it's such a unique concept of doing like the past thing. And then I was like, oh, I like that this is like all in his point of view. Me because too. Yeah. yeah. That is so yeah. cool. I, I don't think I've ever read anything Mm-mm. like that before. Like I'm trying to think if I have, but I don't think the timelines have been so like. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a dichotomy between the two. POVs. It was really cool. Really cool to read it like that. I love Thank that. you. Yeah. I think I've discovered very recently, and I don't know if this is my own mental health issues, but uh, that I actually prefer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I The more I read them, the more I'm like, I actually would prefer all male point of views because I love a man written by a woman. And yes. I don't know. It's just like a lot of romance books that I've read lately. I'm like, man, the male POV is like so good. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm very happy to go with the heroine and do the story, but it's like, I kind of almost want to read like the book only from his perspective. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. There's, I think there's, there's something to that too. Like mm-hmm. the, it's exactly what you said. Like, I just want a man written by a woman. And I saw someone made a meme or a post or something the other day where it was like, uh, it was like a video of Ben Barnes at his concert recently. And it was like, Ben Barnes is a man written by a woman. That's right. <laughs> that was like, I was like, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty accurate. As someone who has met him and hugged him, oh I, can, I, I can't, Stop attest. It. I can't attest. I can't. Oh God, he's so hot. I'm <laughs> so happy for you. I wish Not so at all, jealous. <laughs> Honestly, the best for you. Yeah. <laughs> I am no, also on Ben Barnes' concert TikTok. <laughs> Oh my God. So many I, of those I actually like I I he overwhelms my body a little bit yeah, so I have like I can't I can't watch his concerts like yeah whenever he's whenever he s- sat to, down to sing at the piano like you know two years ago like pandemic <sighs> and he just sing at the piano I was like oh. I can't watch I can't watch this no it like, gives me like heart like, palpitations I'm yeah, like unwell yeah, yeah. I'm like shaking I'm like, like I'm like oh yeah. god <laughs> well it's like I can do visual or mm-hmm. audio I can't do both <laughs> that's right I can't do both yeah I feel very similarly about Pierce Brown, so it's fine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Can we go one podcast without talking about Pierce Brown? A white man. Wait, hold on. Who? Tell me who Pierce Brown is. Have I just, like... Oh, wow. Well, how much time do you have? (laughs) Oh, there we go. Uh Yeah, uh do you see him? Oh, okay. So he's... Red Rising. Yeah, 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 yeah. The red, yeah, oh yeah. god, yeah. look at that Wikipedia picture. <laughs> oh, what I I like met him. Eyes. I went to they, he did like an in person signing for the first time in ages, and it was like, oh my god, it was called HowlerCon, so it was like all the fandom. So people came from everywhere, it's like seven hundred people, and it was like a concert. Yeah. There was like merch, and like I met him, and I was like very, very drunk, and yeah. still I was like, I am so unwell. <laughs> it's like good that I'm wasted because I. Yeah, yeah you I were texting us a lot. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Those texts were real fun to yeah. wake up to. <laughs> I like saw him and I I turned and ran away. Like I, I was like I cannot be within the vicinity of you, sir. No, yeah, I can't. no, it's 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 really tough. It's I, really tough. He's I tough. I was <laughs> I was working the Tony Awards several times, but the year that Adam Driver was nominated for Brendan <gasps> and he and his wife like walked by me on the red carpet and I like I was like hello. <laughs> <laughs> like but it was like I was just 
you know, I, I had no reason to speak to them. So I wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no reason to, yeah, I, yeah. I'm truly there to do a job. And, but I was like, they were like, we need someone to be at the front of the red carpet in case anyone doesn't have their tickets. I was like, I shall do it. it. Because from what I've heard, Adam is not here yet. <laughs> and I was just like, I'll do it. And within like 10 minutes, I was only outside for 20 minutes. And within 10 minutes, like he and Joanne walked by and I was like, I, I like, I think I made eye contact with Joanne and I almost like curtsied. Like I was like, I was like, ma'am. Lady. Yeah, lady. Right. Queen. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're like, man, now I can die happy. Awesome. I know. <sighs> I can't it even imagine. Great. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I can't. I and there were it. so many, I, I don't even know who else passed me because I yeah. my eyes were like on the cars as they were pulling up. I was like, I don't care. I'm a Broadway nerd and I'm not even that's here right. for any of you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the queen of England could literally walk by and I would have been like, I don't care. Get out of the driver's coming. <laughs> sorry to this man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry to this man. That's exactly yeah. right. Oh my gosh. I love that. Wow. Your life is great. I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. So, so happy. So happy for you. Awesome. So happy for you. That is fantastic. So I have a random kind of question, but what has it been like merging your fan base from fan fiction to traditional publishing? Do you feel like a lot of people have crossed over? Are you like, how's that been for you? Yeah. I, I think, I think the, having the supporters behind me from fan fiction has absolutely helped. I hear people every, every week, someone writes me a message or something. I just realized that your loves big K8, you know, and it's like, and it's like, that's, yes, I've I've said this. I'm shocked (laughs) that people don't know that. Like, I I don't know. And I started, I started putting it. I think I have a, I added to the author's note at the end of the auction. So if you discover the auction for the first time, it says, I'm now a published author. Follow me at, you know, because on AO3, you can't, you can't like, I can't like link to my, to the Barnes and Noble or Amazon page from AO3, you know, but I can say, follow my social media. So if people don't feel like following their fan fiction, because that's another thing, like people a lot of people want to keep their fan fiction life very separate. So like, yeah, even though my name is not like I have a loves bit eight uh, Instagram account and I have a Julie Soto Instagram account. So like a lot of people wouldn't want to follow the loves bit eight because they wouldn't want to be, you know, anyone to say, what's this account? What do you follow? You know? So it's like, I'd say, but I, I'd say it's been pretty great. It was a, it was kind of like a, a brave new world little situation for a bit. I was like, wow. We're really putting my AO3 handle on like uh, everything. Hmm. And uh, so it's been it's been pretty good. I you know, if there's been any negativity, I haven't seen it. It's not my place to wander in those spaces. So it's like I have like, you know, I have a I have a lot of different spaces where that are just for like my fan fiction people and like. I, I like I have a Facebook group that's for the rights and wrongs series. And like, it was fun when it was like live updating and people would be like, and, and I wouldn't say that it's dormant, but like, you know, it, it's, it's not as active clearly. So I, I'm posting only like big news about my books and like, you know, pre-order and Nikita Jobson did the cover and, you know, and things that kind of relate to them is kind of the thing. So it's I think it's been good. I think I definitely have to thank my fan fiction family for for the the push and the for you know putting me where I am. 
I love that. Yeah. I feel like Christina Lauren always say this, that like you find your family in fandom and it's so cool yep. to kind of like see that support, yeah. you know, push through, even though it's something not totally different, but you know, it's a little different and kind of seeing that support. So I love that. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely, it's, it's, it's a different vibe. It's a whole different space. Yeah. Yeah. I love your cover and I saw when I saw the cover artist was the same I was like oh my god I love this this is amazing oh my god I love Nikita I love that you use Nikita because I have so many Jermaine from her like I so many like I she's one of my favorites she so I suggested it to my U.S. team I was Mm -hmm. like I would really like to you but like you don't actually have a say like it's (laughs) it's it's great if they you know, if they think it'll work, but like their job is to sell books. So right. if they don't think the 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 type of artwork works and will sell books, then they won't use them. Um, and to sell books to the market that they are currently selling books to. So like, you know, I said, I have a fan fiction. I have a person in fan fiction who, you know, we weren't exclusive with each other, but we became very like symbiotic in our relationship. She would draw art that wasn't for any fic. And I would say, I'd like to write a fic based on that art. And then she would draw art based on something in my fic. And we're really close friends. And and so I was like, I think it'll be a really good, it'd be a get to, to use her and like to, she does great work, but like, I think there are people who don't give a damn about Love's Bitka 8, but like Nikita Jobson enough to buy the book, you know, like there's, <laughs> there's like a get there to be like, oh my God, I know this artist. What's this book? Yeah. So she's doing the art for my second book for uh, coming Amazing. out in July. I don't know when cover reveal is usually nine months out. So technically it would be like October, mid-October-ish. Okay, well, so we'll see. Yeah, that's I wild. It's so different from indie. It's yeah. like yeah. so different from indie, but it's like wild. Yeah, it's like such a lead up. Yeah, which is so. Which is, I mean, because they say you would know this, Shay, but like the the like you need to see something three times for it to sink in, that type of thing. So I feel like it kind of like digs into that. Like if you're gonna you're gonna see the cover more than three times over those nine months like someone's gonna post about it someone's gonna yeah yeah. no I love that yeah she absolutely out of the park with the cover it's so good I mean it's it's like perfect I mean and I love the like fanfic like family that's like it's the coolest thing like I just yeah yeah. I mean Nikita's amazing it's like so wholesome I love it (laughs) I know like not all of her stuff is so wholesome. I know. <laughs> like, oh, the family is wholesome. The, the content yeah. is not. That's right. <laughs> I have a lot of the unwholesome Nikita yeah, works. We're the family yeah. of the unwholesome. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're for actually. <laughs> love them. <laughs> not kidding. But uh, yeah, no, I love that. I love what you say. <laughs> It's like, mm, well, actually, well. you're discovering a lot about ourselves today. <laughs> yes. No, I love what you say about the draw too, like having that additional, you know, kind of like fandom, quote unquote, behind her. And it's just like, I think getting all those new audiences in there is probably really fun for you too, to have like yeah. someone who understands, you know, her artistry and all of that kind of stuff and, and be there to support you. So I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping, I know that Brazil is using her cover, so I'm hoping that more countries will want to use the cover. The UK felt that their market was different. So they went with a different cover. 
And I wish they'd used Nikita. Nothing's wrong with the cover that they created. I thought it was great, but I just feel like for like, I have fans all over the world. So yeah. like the, the, the visual stimulation of this is this cover. I have seen this on TikTok. It, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it transferred over to the, the UK and the um, English language versions in, in those other countries. Yeah. Like the continuity kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. That makes sense. So. It's always wild to me too. Like this is just a thing about traditional publishing in general, but it's crazy when you look at covers and it's like, they're totally different than the U S one. Like I get changing a couple of things, but yeah. I feel like that's happened a lot recently is where like the UK and the U S ones are s- astonishingly different. Yeah. And it's the, different. the one I didn't understand was people we meet on vacation and you and me on vacation. That's yeah. I was like, was... is that, is that phrase truly not used in the UK? People right. we meet on vacation. And like, her- I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure it's used much in the US either, but I <laughs> least know what's happening. You know, like- yeah, it's fairly innocuous. Like, yeah. I don't know why, like, know. you know, and at least, but what I do like about the UK's Emily Henry covers, though, is that it's st- they're very consistent. Yes. In their series. Mm-hmm. And it's still it's almost exactly the other cover done by a different artist. You know, like it's like. I still feel like it's an Emily Henry book when mm-hmm. I look at the UK cut when you see them together. I'm like that that's the same book. That's the the same prompt was given, you know? Yeah, yeah. I that was gonna be my example. It was like you know, if you look at like the it's Emily Henry so books different. in the US and the UK, they're so so different. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. what happened to just like changing the background color? <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's wild. The marketing in between each of them is just like crazy per country and like traditional publishing, like you're saying traditional versus like Indian. Yeah. Obviously fan fiction, you can have fans all over the world and how different that is. And I think it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. 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 What is your absolute favorite Germany fanfic aside from the rights and wrong series? Uh, (laughs) um, well, it's so funny because it's the same thing that people say, like the music you listen to in high school is like, is, is your music still like, you know, Forever. like, yeah. you know, totally. you come back and you're like, heck yeah, my music's on, you know, and it's yeah, like, it's not it. great. But like, yeah. that's almost for me, like, it's like the, the formative ones for me is like the first thing that comes to mind. But I've also like reread some of them and I'm like, wow, this doesn't stand up, you know, and it's yeah. just like wild but like the first thing that comes to mind is I adored all of Akasha the Kitty's work mm. she's the author of Silencio which is wow, a that's, very yeah, yeah that's, that's a deep, a deep cut. cut yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, that's but at a the deep same cut. time before before me and Sinlin mm. Yu and in a day in a days has been around forever but like Measure mm. of a Man just popped off right and music's been around forever too but forever. like before Bring Him to His Knees and like Measure of a Man and Manacled in the Auction popped off like Silencio was the mm. the most popular fic right so in a way and Isolation and the Fallout those were like yeah I was gonna say three fallout, of the ones yeah. yeah but I love I love the bracelet which is one of hers that like, yeah. I just thought, yeah, it's like 110 chapters and I was oh reading it while it was updated. And it's just, it was my first experience of being like, that was like, I've never spoken to Akasha the Kitty, but like I've had the most parasocial relationship with her out of anyone in fandom. Cause she's like, she's like, I'm pregnant and I'm thinking, I think I'll be giving birth in about a month. So I'll be taking the next month off. And I like, I'd be like, 
how's her baby? <laughs> you know, like, like I just like I was like 18 years old in college. Like, I hope everything yeah. was okay with the baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, and so then funny. like, yeah, and then you read like fix from her 10 years later, and it's like the kiddo started piano lessons or something. Oh I'm like, God. I know that kid. You know, like it's just like it's wild. It's, and it's just fun. I've never spoken to her, you know? Um, yeah. So it's like, so Akasha the Kitty, the bracelet, there's also one of hers called Cake and Other Curses, which was a very good portrayal oh, of Hermione yeah. having, I wouldn't even say she has body dysmorphia, but if you have body dysmorphia or have eating disorders, that is not your fic. So yeah, that one. And there's a one shot that I don't even know if it made it over to AO3. It's called In the Darkness, All Cats Are Gray. And it's like, no, I don't Hermione, think I've ever read Hermi- that. Yeah, try to look that up. Writing yeah, it yeah. down. <laughs> Hermione <laughs> is like meeting up with Ron for a makeout session, but like Draco's meeting up with someone else for a makeout session. And like they get the rooms mixed up, and Draco knows that it like can, has figured out that it's Hermione, but Hermione hasn't figured out that it's not Ron. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a suspension of disbelief for a little bit, but. Oh my like, God. Yeah, and and it's like, read this like, immediately. And I have to say that, like, you know, you twenty twenty three eyes on fix written in two thousand and five. Just keep, you know, I yeah. must, I must say those things because yeah. you know he's he's aware that she is not consenting to making out with Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. We, oh, we have yeah. we have to we have to say that out loud yeah. nowadays, and we should. But we have to, so yeah, <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you got to go into the old ones with a different yeah. mindset. Anything written before like 2018, you have to like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I was reading like Anne Rice fan fiction before they pulled <laughs> it down. That exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you remember it when now? Anne, remember when Anne Rice died and everyone's like, "All right, crack those." Well, are you kidding? <laughs> Do you know that that day, like my husband, God bless him, like doesn't understand, but like he like when she died, I go, "Oh my god, AO3." And he goes, yeah. "What?" And I go, "Shh." And I just like ran to my computer yeah. and I was like, "Holy shit, they are all online." Like people had like T, I'm telling you like Ni- 1999 98 yeah. like fanfics from Anne Rice that are filthy like yeah. I mean and wild like it, they were so camp and they yeah. all got pulled because she hated it and then she died and they were like yeah and it was like an onslaught yeah it was wild it was it was hilarious like the memes that day I'm sure she was a lovely woman who just didn't understand what her fandom wanted yeah uh, wanted um needed but like but you know like i won't be like let's curse her name because she's dead but like like, i was like oh my god let's hit ao3 today yeah oh i was yeah i was like oh my god that's so sad like God bless, like, the, yes. God bless the mic cat, like catching that. Like that. Oh my God. <laughs> it was perfect. I was I like, that. that was like the best day yeah. of my life. And I'm sorry, yeah. Anne Rice. Oh my God, you're an icon. We love you. RIP. But like love also. Love. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. But fine, also let us have our nodding fix of. Oh, man, <laughs> they are wild. I think those were the first, like that was the first time I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that mean it's yeah. a deep dark no. rabbit hole 
Oh, yes. really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very like young in my fan fiction journey. I, I don't want to admit it, but I, I will. Yeah. It's well, it's like welcome to a great world where like yeah. tagging exists and like AO3 is there to serve you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's right. like it's it's so much better. I ju- it's so funny. I still post on fanfiction.net and I don't mm-hmm. know why, but I feel like there's just like a completion quality of like I finish over here. I want to post over there, you know, and like the notifications and comments over there are like zero. Like everyone's decided that it's done. Like it's like, <laughs> like none for you. <laughs> none yeah, for you. So wild. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I had like a moment where I was like, what if this, this, and this happened? And then I think it was Jess. I don't know. Someone said it. They were like, you know, fan fiction's real. And I was like, I do now. Yeah, right. <laughs> this was like three days ago. I was like, wait, there's no way there's fan fiction about yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, there's 27 oh, pages. <laughs> there's yeah. fan fiction for everything. everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> though, though, honestly, there are, isn't it great when you jump into a new TV show and you're like, oh, yeah, give me the fanfic. And you're like, damn it, this TV show is too new. And there's like, there, like I was doing that with the great on Hulu. I wanted like oh, there was like a specific yeah. fanfic that I no spoilers for season three for everyone, but and I know it just got canceled, which is sad. But there is oh, a specific fanfic that I wanted based in season two or based out of season two, and I was looking like I went, I went looking for it, and I was like, am I gonna have to write this fucking fanfic? Like yeah. I. You are. And like yes, maybe are. I will one day, but that's, that. that's also that's almost like trying to write a Jane Austen fanfic, though, because you yeah. have to like if you're not a historical fiction writer like mm-hmm. me, like me not being one, I should say, yeah. you know, then like then <laughs> we it, you we have to, you have to slide into the vernacular. You have to like how much research am I truly going to do about this dress? You know, like what mm-hmm. <laughs> like how ma- what what do I want? how much detail do I want so but it was just wild to be in a like it's like a it's a show that's doing very well that a lot of my friends watch and enjoy and are like this is one of the best cases of enemies to lovers I've ever seen and then you go to AO3 and AO3 is not delivering for you and I'm like oh my god wow it's so it's so sad yeah you need to step it up. Someone's going to do I it. really would have thought there would have been some for that. There's some, but it's tr- It's not. It's a slow you know, burn. Yeah. And there's way more such an Orlo contingency on AO3. Someone's been writing like Orlo and self-insert fix, mm. like reader slash Orlo. And I'm like, take it away. Like, uh, okay, I'm what intrigued. I, not what I'm yeah. here for, but like, yeah, you're bumping <laughs> that number up of how That's many right. fix there are in this fandom, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm into it. Yeah. Right, well, this is what do you think? What do you, yeah, seriously. So you were talking about manacled earlier. What do you, you know, it's been getting a lot of traction because there's, there was the article yeah. on, I think it was like business insider. It was something um, where I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was that your reaction too? Because I was like, shit. That's I get like scared. The, yeah. yeah well, and, and, and like I said, I know Sinlin you you know, relatively well. She has an incredibly thick skin. She's been dealing with hate and intrusion and people in the wrong space since she started posting. So I don't worry about her in particular, honestly. She's fine. But the fandom 
needs the phantom are little baby geese and we need to protect them also like manacled is the biggest dramione fan fiction nothing mm-hmm. no one can can say otherwise mm-hmm. but that is an interesting representation of dramione Mm-hmm. And why people find Dramione interesting. Mm-hmm. I would not say that is the fic f- to explain to someone why you should read Dramione. Great. Usually it does hook people. Usually it does make people want to search for more and like be interested in in all sorts of Dramione relationships. But like, yeah, when it's like any time like, you know, romance books get pulled out of their context and put somewhere else you're like stop it just like leave us alone (laughs) yeah it's yeah I was concerned and then I was concerned also about you know she who must not be named not being happy about not getting the bag and I was like god damn it please god don't pull an end race like I'm so scared but I I guess I feel like I feel like that's what I don't know. I I don't even think about that because she, I feel like she has said such a fuck you to her readers for so long. Yeah, she really has. I don't think it, I don't think it reaches her. Yeah, it's probably fine. But, but, but at the same time, like she's not losing out on money Mm -hmm. because of it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. She's doing just fine. (laughs) Sin's not getting any money. Sin is very adamant about creators not receiving money for being writers in fandom ip so sin's not receiving a dime for it what's the get i think that's a very valid concern like what you're saying shay but it's almost to the point where like i feel like it's it's like almost too late for her to have done anything because if she was she would have done it initially but it it is wild to see that it like coming into mainstream media and then yeah you think like that that is a very valid concern what if her people decide you know we yeah. don't like I mean, it's happened before yeah so it, yeah. you know I, it's happened before so that's like yeah i guess like i just i have like Anne Rice flashbacks so it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like ptsd I I like, <laughs> yeah i've been through the great war so um yeah the mean yeah. streets of ao3 as ali hazelwood <laughs> says <laughs> yeah that's right yeah so true but yeah, yeah i mean i i saw that article i was like oh no <laughs> i know <laughs> don't well, do it Fandom is special because it's small mm-hmm. and manageable. And I say that <laughs> in a very unmanageable fandom. But, I was going to say, like, really? <laughs> you know, but like... <laughs> yeah, it, we got it. It's niche. It's, it's niche. The people who it's for find it. And yeah. the people who it's not for aren't given a lot of air. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's how it continues to exist. So it feels very tense when the people who it's not for mm-hmm. start to discover more about it. But it'll yeah. bring in new readers. It'll, you know, but also like the fandom etiquette these days is just absolutely heinous. And like it's to bring in wild to bring in more people who have no. And it's not about gatekeeping. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a fandom old. 
telling you <laughs> that, that, that the deep magic to me I was there when it was written and <laughs> you, you actually wrote, <laughs> wrote it, it. That's right. <laughs> you were the one that wrote it actually <laughs> I mean like I just wish that someone I just wish every Thursday would come out of her cave and be like do not oh cite God. the deep magic. yeah right oh <laughs> I hope God. wherever she is I hope she's doing well so yeah it's just a very I agree, Shay, it can be very tense, but I think, I think that's what fandom's for. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, like I said, it's just a very interesting introduction to Dramione fic. And I know a lot of people read it as an introduction to Dramione. So it's not like, it's, it's not like it's scaring people away, you know, like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it is for the non-believers. It is a very interesting introduction to Dramione and it doesn't give the right message to what to, to what why we read that ship necessarily it gives a fabulous well it doesn't it doesn't give a fabulous message Sen made a great job sending a yeah. terrible message I mean I <laughs> yeah. say this and this is wild and I don't I'm putting this on a podcast I have never read Manacled it's my, oh my only goodness. it's the only one because I was very scared I was mm-hmm. like scared okay yeah and so I hadn't read it, but now I'm like a dark romance old hat. So I'm like, all yes. right, well, I think I can probably do it now. And I'm going to start a buddy read on the 9th of October. Yeah. So I'm, I have it bound. I just That's haven't. Nice. Yeah. 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 Cause I was like, I feel like I'm going to love it. I know I'm, yeah. it's going to be like, it's the yeah. big three, like you and Onyx and Sense. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to do it. I'm exactly. terrified. No, yeah. you'll be fine. It's 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 really it's seminal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a started, work of yeah. art. It's I mean, and I read all of her other stuff. Like I yeah. read everything Sen, and I mean, truly like just it's the yeah. writing is like it's beyond. It's yeah. beyond. She's great. That's amazing. Okay, so my last question for you is do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Yeah read 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 and like the I feel like the hardest part it's not the hardest part I feel like a very hard part (laughs) is finishing a book finishing the book of your heart and getting ready to send it to agents or if you're doing self-pub getting ready to 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 get it going I don't know much about self-pub to be honest don't ask me questions (laughs) but (laughs) you know getting ready to to put it out to the world and just the idea of like needing to know what the comparative titles are the comp titles and like needing to like when you send your query letter to your agent you have to say this is like beach read meets Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers, you know, like, you know, and and then you have, or like, this is like the matrix meets the love hypothesis. And you're like, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Intrigued. I I can sit down with this. Um, You know, and so the, the hardest part is like, you've been in a cave writing for a year and you're supposed to know what's hot at -hmm. that moment. And it needs to be written within the past three years three or three to five really and and so continuing to read and reading in your genre is so hard to do while you're writing but you need to have already done that by the time you're sending out the book so it's like even if you're a huge reader you have to read the titles that are that that are comparative to your yeah. book and you need to know them so quick or else like the book doesn't you know or else you sit you spend a week being like what 
what book, like you have to suddenly read 10 books to mm-hmm. see if they're like your book. So, and I did a uh, visit at a college class uh, when I was at Bookmarks Festival in North Carolina. And one of the things I said was like, they were like, how do you, what if your book is multiple genres? What if this, that, and the other? And like, and that's such an adorable college class thing to ask, you know? And I'm like, of course your book, your book is like nothing that's been written before. I know, <laughs> you know? And yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> You're, you're like, making your own genre. Of course you of are. Of course you are, you know, and it, and it's like, and maybe you are sweetheart. And like, it's, like, <laughs> and it's like, uh, but I had, but I told them, I was like, you have to know what shelf at Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. is it at? And yeah, like, and it truly comes down to what shelf is it on? And that's yeah. why new adult no longer exists as a genre because yep. Barnes and Noble was like, we do not have a new adult shelf. We are putting a court of thorn and roses in the in the YA section, and people are complaining that there's sex in my good Christian YA books, and yeah. you know, and it's like it's like yeah, what what genre is it? And you have yeah. to you have to read and know what shelf you're gonna find your book on at Barnes and Noble, and that's like the beginning of finding your comp titles, and that's so hard to do if you're not reading. Yeah, that's really good advice. I love that. Because I feel like yeah. a lot of times people get into it and they get really hesitant to be like, I don't want to read anything like you're saying before. With, yeah. You know, the cannibalism of like, I don't want this idea to end up in my book. But at the same time, it's like you need to know what's marketable and what yeah. makes sense and what people want to read. And you have to do that by reading other things. Yeah. yeah. It's compare like comparison shopping, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good advice. I mean, I think it's yeah, good to think good about advice. that from like, you know, ground zero how you're going to market your book and and what yeah because yeah you can write a great book but if it doesn't fit anywhere yeah. it's, no one's gonna read it yeah or- well and it's like so so many people are like they write or they market mm-hmm. and that's true yeah. even when you're already published you know like you're you're either writing your book or you're marketing it yeah. you know like you go into a cave when you're writing and editing and you are like, I'm taking a social media break, you know, and it's, (laughs) and you go away. And then when you come back and that's fine to split up your, your life and your work like that, but you need to know what's been happening while you wrote your book too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so fair. I love that. Yeah. Well, that was my last question. Do you have any other questions, Shay? <laughs> no, um, are you looking for one last question? How annoying am I? Are you like, I'm never inviting you on this podcast, Leon? Thanks, Steve. I love it. <laughs> She's like, like, no, I don't have any. Get out of here. <laughs> Just because, like, there's a gazillion, uh, aside from Nikki Payne's, which we're all looking forward to, is there any is there any other book that you're looking forward to that's coming up as a new release in the next couple months? I can't wait for everyone to read Check and Mate by Allie. Oh, oh, um, yeah. It's oh, yes. so good. Yes. It's it's YA, so, so keep good. that in yeah. mind. Don't don't be sad. But like it's <laughs> when sad. her smut is so good, and yeah. you're like, don't be sad. Sad um, and horny. Yeah, <laughs> so I think sad. I think it's honestly the her best book yet. Absolutely, um, it's absolutely oh. fabulous. And it, it just like it it it's one of those things. It like checks so many like personal I don't even want to say kinks because it's not like it's YA um you know nope. like it checks so many personal boxes for me <laughs> yeah but I'm like yes this is what I want to read this is how I want oh, to read it this I is how that. I want to see it done and then again Ali ha- Ali has three books coming out in the next nine months it's I don't want to hear of, about if you've already read I'm just gonna vomit <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> just kidding, I have not I have read 
17 pages, and NetGalley finally approved my request because Allie Hazelwood would not give it to me herself. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Stop the lights. I mean, she would have if I, like, kept. But, you know, it's like yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. friends, you're like, should I really just pester her every day? Yes, you should. <laughs> and then you send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <Michael. laughs> um, so I'm starting Bride. You know, I'll, I'll do it in my Halloween read. And God, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> and then Christina Lauren are sending Christina and Lauren are sending me the new Tangled book that mm, the cover so just dropped today. So I'm yeah, so excited the, to read that. The cover is beautiful. Yeah. And then there's so much that's coming out. Sex, Lies, and Sensibility, like I said. Yeah. Iron Flame. I can't wait for the next Fourth Wing. And like, that was like reading Fourth Wing was like one of those like, I'm like, I haven't felt this way since Hunger Games. Let me just like, yeah, power something. Let me just like blow through something and have a lot of fun doing it, you know? Totally fair. Yeah. But yeah, gosh, there's so much. There's so much. These are all good. These are great. I know. These are all good. These are all on my list. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Oh my God. It was fabulous. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, you two. This was so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're the best, Julie. Thank you so much. (laughs) Wait, do you have any like tours coming up? Are you like signing in person? Are you doing anything? Like I'm just asking for a You want to come over? Like what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The ninth, if you are in the California area, Northern California area, I have a signing in Sacramento on October 11th. And then I am taking a red eye to New York because I am going to be at New York Comic Con on October 12th gonna be on an amazing panel with adriana herrera alexis daria kate goldbeck katie shepherd moderated by ali hazelwood (laughs) we oh i'm short-circuiting i know (laughs) can we go to comic-con how's that work i don't know (laughs) new york comic-con it's gonna be wild and apparently like of the guests that are going like ewan mcgregor and chris evans are there and i'm like clearly we're gonna share a green room right (laughs) No, it's, that's exactly what I'm expecting. I'm like, well, I, I worked Comic-Con one year in New York and I walked by, I walked, I like, I passed Paul Wesley in the hall and I was like, ugh, ugh, why am I working? Like, you know, so it's like, I, it would just, I, I would love, I'm going to go off of like the badge color. Like mm-hmm. if Chris Evans and I have the same color badge on, that's you right. know, then I would be like hello you know like in yeah. the hallway but like if you're a volunteer or an assistant or something with a different like i just no thank you you know no you're um, the talent julie yeah, yeah like if, if we have the, the talent, talent color badges right. so that'll be fun and then a week later monday october 23rd gonna do have a forever sponsored panel at the tribeca and uh, the barnes and noble in tribeca in right. new york but I'm going to be with Allie Hazelwood in Seattle for her check and mate event on November 10th. And oh I think gosh. Susan Lee is going to get roped into being on that panel too. I love Susan. Iconic. Oh what? God. You know, she, oh my God. she like read forget me not like a week before it was out, mm-hmm. bought a plane ticket to come to my Sacramento event and then tried to buy an event buying a ticket to the event and found it was sold out. So she was like, I was literally just going to come and be a fly on the wall and not be like, not like, and just introduce myself. Cause yeah. I liked this book and I like Allie so much, but now I actually need to ask oh you to God. get me in because I, 
because your event is sold out. So So it was just like we hadn't met before. And she was like, I I would never do this, but I already have a plane ticket. I did it wrong. (laughs) I'm actually here already. So if you could just open the door. Can someone sneak me in the back? She's the best. She is so nice. Oh, Oh, I love her so much. I love her. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have a lot going on. Love that. I know. So I have that. Those are my only events for the rest of the year. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.